What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode 172 today. Week six preview, week, uh, week six recap, week seven preview. Had six games in week six. Uh, Going to have a lot more the last two weeks of this season. A lot to talk about. Uh, alongside me, Tommy Savaro, league analyst. Tommy, how you doing? Good. Good, he is, and we will get started now. Six games in week six. We'll start first game of the day, uh, Cincinnati versus Oregon. Cincinnati wins this game 28-21. Uh, to 21. Um, Great game, 9 a.m. start. Ivy shows up a little late. Uh, Oregon isn't able to take advantage of that as they go three and out in their first drive, and then uh, DeLon scores playing quarterback on fourth down take a lead, IB comes in, you kind of think, all right, Cincinnati's about to roll, but Oregon, with their season kind of on the line coming into this game at 1-4, and four, they really uh, they hung tough. They took the lead late in the game, but just weren't able to close it out. What were your thoughts on this game? I thought Trevor played really, really well. Yes. Um, I thought he was ready for this game, but the, uh, the whole team was ready for this game. No Paul Ferrari for Oregon in this one. And that hurts. Paul's a big player for them. Uh, I, I like the way Trevor Cowan attacked. I actually thought... He had a chance to win this game at the end. Uh, I don't think... Uh, I know he throws a pick to end the game. Yeah, that was... I don't think it was his fault. I think that should have been an out and every receiver turned in. I agree. I mean, if you, you know, time running out on the clock, you really don't want to be in the middle of the field. I would have went out too. So, uh, you kind of kind of saw the frustration on his face. Uh, again, I thought he played well. You know, I wanted to see that from Trevor. Uh, I said, you got to step up and play big in these games. And, he did. And, he did. He stepped up. Uh, it's unfortunate their record is what it is. Yep. They're a much better team than what their record indicates, uh, much like your team. Yeah. But, you know, stuff like, you know, shit like this happens during these Yeah, shit like this definitely happens during seasons as you play as many seasons that Trevor has now, fourth or fifth season in the league. You're bound to have maybe a season where it just doesn't all click right. You lose games at the end. There was a tough call at the end of the game where IB got into the end zone for a two-point conversion. Looked like he potentially could have been short. Um, but that kind of just, it's how it goes sometimes. Uh, Oregon fought really hard in this game. I said to you right after the game, Trevor did a lot of really good things in this game. I thought after the first couple of possessions on offense where they weren't able to score, they really turned it up in the second half, scored on a couple of possessions, really got things moving. Um, I thought Billheimer had a really good game. Um, I thought Jeff Graham played well on defense. Garland been playing a lot more defense for them too. So I was like, nice to see Jiggy too. Um, just a tough loss for them. They fall a one and five on the season. As for Cincinnati, big win. Uh, I don't know what to say. They just keep on getting it done. They they have they keep finding ways to win. Good teams do. Yeah, good teams do, and they are a very good team. Chris Johnson played well in this one. IB uh, wasn't his best throwing the ball, but he ran ran wild. Had a couple rushing touchdowns on big fourth downs. Where if Oregon had made those stops, they could be looking at a different outcome in this game. Um, yeah, this team, the Cincinnati team is good. Uh, I thought their defense uh, struggled a little bit at times in this game to get the key stops to close out uh, defensive possessions. But uh, Matt Marola only had one sack in this game, I believe. Hurt his uh, groin. Hurt his groin, didn't play in the second half. Could have led to lesser defense yeah. in the second half, which is when Oregon's offense started to move the ball. So, um, yeah, no, listen, it was a good, it was a good, it was a well-fought game. I, Cincinnati comes out on top. Giuseppe with, uh, with the pick six to end it. Uh, he dropped a, a touchdown earlier in the game that could have given Cincinnati the lead. Luckily, IB was able to bail them out. Um, yeah, no, good win though for Cincinnati. They're a complete team. They got a lot of weapons, and uh, 
they're not playing. I don't know if they're even playing their best football right now, but they keep winning. So no, just like I told uh, Pitt last week when they had a, a rough time against Hawaii, you're going to run to uh, you know a good team that that'll play good defense on you, and you might have to struggle offensively a little bit. But like I said, good teams like Pitt found a way to win, and IB, you know, found a way to win when they needed him most. He showed up. So yep, Cincinnati moves to five and one. Oregon drops to one and five. Had a second game on this day. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, let's go to the best game of the day, in my opinion. Georgia versus West Virginia, the Leota versus Galante show. Um, this is a great game. I'll let you talk about it first. I watched the film. Uh, you saw it live. There, yeah. Uh, let me tell you, that, that game was going back and forth. Uh, you know, uh, Virginia, West Virginia comes right down the field, scores easily, and then yeah. Leota comes right back. And every they had an answer. They had a counter punch to every punch that West Virginia threw. Um, they played, I want to say, nearly flawless yes. until the second half. Uh but uh, you know, defensively, they they were uh, playing a triangle on, on Malik. Yeah, uh, it was it was kind of working. I, I don't I say get away from Malik, but you know he was trying to spread the uh, Tommy tries to spread the ball around around the field. Yeah, a lot of guys saw a lot of targets in this game. But uh, yeah, I think they did a great job defensively, great job offensively. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, Joe plays fearless. He'll hang in the pocket to the last second. Yeah, you know, steps up into the pocket very nicely, delivers a nice ball. Um, Alex? Alex Hines, yes. What a player, man. I'm glad he's in this league. Yeah, young boy. I look forward to him and many more seasons. That kid's a player. I mean, I was checking his I was checking his hands to see if he had any stick them on him. <laughs> I mean, that ball just doesn't come off his hands. No, he's uh, got good hands for sure. Yeah. Sec- second half, you know, uh, you know, I like the fact that they didn't want to play stall ball. You know, yeah. at, the, at the end of the game, they could have. And, and then oh, now they're just going to go with their offense. And then, you know, Malik wants to come up with a big pick at yes. a crucial time. Um, uh, outside of that, we would have played a flawless, flawless game. Outside game. of that, flawless game. Um, I feel like this was a game where Georgia really stepped up to the occasion. They knew they had two games on the day against two really good quarterbacks in Vin Gargano and Tommy Galante. Uh, West Virginia had won four straight coming into this game. Georgia has been back and forth teetering around five hundred all season. Um, I didn't want to say it was a must-win for Georgia, but they needed this. They needed this one, and they were able to pull it out, 34-27. I thought Georgia's O-line did a great job giving Leota time in the pocket, ability to step up, and he did a really good job, Leota, with his eyes moving, moving, uh, moving defenders and getting guys open. Paul Carter, big touchdown. Jimmy Flott was really good in this game. Alex Hines scored a touchdown. Uh, he spread the wealth, got everyone involved, and it it, it 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 turned out to be a victory for them, and I'm very happy to see it for Georgia. As for West Virginia, um, you said it. They played a triangle on Malik. They really made it a priority to slow him down. And listen, he still did six for 65 in a touchdown, which yeah. for most guys is going to be a great game. This is the worst game Malik's played in the <laughs> league. So um, the bar is set high for him. I think Georgia's defense did a good job of making Tommy have to go to other places. Um, Joventi had a, a couple of catches. Ballo had a few catches. Um, Dexter get involved. Dexter had a lot of tar- Dexter. I think led the team in targets. targets yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, I'm not worried about West Virginia. Their defense gave up no, a lot of points. There were some. There were some uh, defensive lapses by them, but they, they they're a good team. I'm not worried about it's, them. It's a forward. quality win for Georgia because they're yeah. a good team, and that helps in the power rankings. But more often than you know, it just. It's a, it just it tells the team you know what we could play with anyone in this league. Yeah, no, no, no. Georgia. They, yeah, they get to they get to the playoffs, and I don't think they fear anyone when they. Yeah, Georgia's they got there. a big test this week. We'll talk about them uh, right. later in the pod. Um, yeah, no, no, no. It was a really good win for Georgia. Uh, good game. Yeah, no, it was a really good game to watch. I enjoyed watching that film and doing the stats on it. I can't lie. I'm not sure I enjoy every game watching it back, but this was one of the ones that was very enjoyable to watch. A lot of high. Uh, 
hot, like elite level playing and just a lot of good play by both quarterbacks. Tommy was really good in this game. Yeah, Paul, Ta- Carter, was Paul Carter was really good in this good. game. Yeah, uh, Rhett was really good. I thought the yeah, entire yeah. day. I thought Rhett was good the entire day. Yeah, if I had to point out one lineman in this game uh, uh, that did an outstanding job, Rhett's the guy. Yeah, Rhett, Rhett was. Really and good. they leaned on him heavily. They, you know, they got him out there on the screens, mm-hmm. uh, and he's, you know, he's quick to get he's out moving, there. He's moving guys. He's a good athlete. He can get down the field and block for you. Um, and, and, he, and he penetrates. When yeah, he this is a this is a Georgia team that if, if they can figure it out defensively and that offensive line is blocking for Joe, they got some guys that can make plays. I also liked how in this game they took Malozzi off from nose tackle to get more speed on the D line, and they had Flot on the D line. They had Orlando on the D line. Each of them had a sack, I believe. Um, yeah, I like I like what Georgia did. They came in with a game plan. And they executed to perfection almost. Yeah. All right, next game we will talk about. Let's talk about Oregon's second game against USF. USF 0-6 season was on the line. Um, started out slow. It was an 8-2 game at halftime. I thought, all right, USF staying in the game, playing really good defense, forcing Trevor to think. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I think this was the – oh, no, 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 never mind. I'm wrong. No, I'm not wrong. Um, but then Trevor in the second half just took over. Uh, played he had really, to. He yeah. had to. Yeah. Uh, he took. He, he took, lost that game. He would have been in last, in, dead last in, in the power rankings. Yeah, right. Yeah, because he would have lost to the only yeah. team that didn't have a win. Correct. Um, and they come out a twenty-seven to eleven victory uh, in this game. USF. Um, like I said, they showed a lot of heart and resilience on the defense side of the ball. The offense just has not been able to really get it clicking this year. Um, offensive line definitely struggles to uh, block. They had only six guys playing. Stulek was playing offensive line for them. Um, the the kid Brand, uh, Ryan O'Leary played quarterback for most of this game, I believe. One he played for one of the two games, I forget which one. Um, but I thought he looked good against Hawaii. He played against Hawaii. I'm sorry, Brandon played against Oregon. Um, and I feel like he got better each week, honestly. But like, like I said, there's been drops on this defense. Guys not running routes as hard as they need to be. Uh, he, I know he led a guy on a couple touchdown, a couple potential touchdown deep throws that the guys weren't running full I've speed going down the field. I've probably seen more drop passes from this team than any yes, other team. Yes, they they've had a lot of drop passes this season. So I can't blame it all on the quarterback because it takes a team effort in football to win. Um, and in this league, you need all players to step on the field and play it to a high level to pull out wins. And they just haven't had a complete team effort. They also haven't had a complete team at all this season. So I'm also not going to blame it on the captain, Remy, because it's hard to it, – listen, you can't, make, you can't make guys show up. They tell you they're going to, and then they don't. Um, it's been a tough season for USF. Um, I like some of the guys on that team. I think if they were on different teams, you'd be seeing a lot more of them because they'd be on more – cohesive units that put you in better position to make plays but in the end of the day Oregon takes care of business Trevor the league veteran as he is comes out gets the win against the rookie squad essentially Um, 27 to 11 like I said before any thoughts on this game Tommy listen Oregon had to have this game Yeah. Yeah, any shot of the playoffs they could not lose to this team yep um Maybe they came out sluggish, a little hangover from the first game. The tough loss, yeah, second game. first. Second I, game I can see that, and they, they got their shit together just in time in the second half. 100%. Uh, i like to see them go on a run. Uh, I'd like to see them uh, you know, improve going into the playoffs. Yeah, so Oregon now sitting at 2-5. and five. I believe this is not official. I'm not going to do any type of... Stand, like I'm not gonna do any type of like situations until we get past this week, so we have only one game left for most teams. Um... They're gonna have to probably get to four and five. They're two and five right now. They're probably gonna have to get to four and five, and they're probably gonna have to get a little help. You're gonna probably need the teams at the top to keep winning, and the teams that are in that middle to lower pack to keep losing. And I'm in the similar situation right now, needing to probably win out to make the playoffs as well. So um, I play against Oregon, so only one of us can potentially win out. Okay. Um, yeah, Oregon gets the win. 
USF falls to 0-7. Uh, tough year for those guys. Haas, Remy, Brandon, Ryan, Jarwar, just haven't been able, just just have not been able to click it I, fully together. I have so much respect for those guys that show up every week. Hundred percent, they haven't gotten their full and team there. Like, Ray Cafano as well. I watched Jarwar play. You know, whether he's playing on a, on a first place team or a last place team, he gives you the same effort. hundred percent, and he's such a great player. Yep, love watching him play. Yeah, he played in the trenches for all the games this season for them, outside maybe one, and uh, he's a league staple. And I'm happy to. I, I, I was happy to have him on a team of a lot of new guys. Thought it would be a, a good potential fit, but. Just didn't click for them this season, so no worries. All right, let's talk about uh, – we'll talk about USF's second game right now. Played against Hawaii. Mikey coming into the week said that they were going to put up 50. They did not do that in this game. They actually struggled mightily on offense, I thought. Um, USF still played that defensive style, that defensive brand of football where they're going to force you to really make plays. And I thought they pulled flags pretty well in this game. Uh, Mikey scored on the first possession, and then after that, it was really tough sledding for them offensively. Drop passes by by Zay, by Bartlett. Um, pressure was getting to Mikey. Uh, Mikey not getting the ball out as fast as I think he would have liked to. Um, just not not a good offensive day from Hawaii, and this is a couple straight weeks now that they've been struggling to move the ball consistently offensively. And uh, I'm starting to get a little worried about this offense. Their defense plays well. They held USF to 12 points. Um, but this was a 19 to 12, uh, no, this was a, yeah, this was, this was a, uh, I want to say a 13-12 game, and USF had the ball with a chance to potentially take the lead. Now, Mikey, the leader he is with Spo and those guys, all those veterans, they take care of business, get the defensive stops, score late to take an eight-point lead and end up winning the game. But I'm not going to lie, I don't like where Hawaii's at right now. But that's that's been Mikey's game. No one wins these these close games like Mikey yeah. Does. But I don't like the way it looks. I don't like the way the I, offense looks right now. I, I it just you want to see a little bit more cohesive. But they're they're, they're in every game. Um, I think every play is a broken play. And Mikey, yes, he has played like that in the at some points in the past. But I haven't seen enough screens. He said it. The, he said the the screen game hasn't been working for them. I haven't seen any two step slants. I haven't seen him throw five yard outs. Really, like I got to see the quick stuff. Get the, the offense the, moving. The, yeah, the Bucks won the, the championship. They had the worst offense in the first half of the season. Yeah, listen, uh, we used to got to pod and say they're not going to score. They got to win defensively. Listen, I'm and hoping, what happens? They got to the playoffs and, and they, that offense showed up. I'm hoping it works. They were scoring 30, 35 points a game. And I'm hoping it works. I'm hoping yeah, it works. I, I have no worries. I mean. Like I said, they'll compete with any team in this league. Yes. And they'll play that style of game. If you're going to be in the 13-12 game, yeah. that's what you're going to be in with Mike. And he finds ways to win, the, win those games. Yep, uh, and he does I, that. I, I can say, yes, can we sit here and say, yeah, can the offense play better? Hell yeah, they can play better. Yeah, but Mikey Mikey, Mikey was actually, I'm not going to say he was complaining about it, but he definitely was like not happy. He's like, it usually looks a little bit better than this. I think that's what I'm getting at. It usually looks a little bit cleaner than this is. So I'm going to say right now, Hawaii, love your defense. You guys make plays. You guys are really good at pulling flags, and you get good pressure on the quarterback. They had no rags in this game uh they need rags because they got to cause pressure suppose did a good job pretty sure he had a safety in this game on o'leary um so they get the win it, it was ugly but like you said a lot of mikey's games most of mikey's games are ugly usf fought hard they, thought, they you know what? they're a really good defensive team usf yes they are yeah they do though the whole team's they down just could have put some sort of you know cohesiveness together on offense yep uh, I see steady quarterback play would be good. There's good things at yeah, like random a lot of good spots. Things with that team, yeah. It's like, oh, you see a couple of good plays are really good, and then oh, it's like two plays are really bad, and it's it's tough sometimes. Uh, I understand. Obviously, a lot of your guys' first years in the league, not easy to just pick it up and be good immediately in this league. But um, yeah, eight, eight games in, we thought I may I probably see a little bit better, but just it didn't click. It didn't click. There's no there's no uh, there's no fault in that. All right, 
Hawaii wins 20 to 12, gets a four and three on the season. Two games left on the year. Uh, they're looking to solidify their playoff spot in the next two weeks. Other, I believe this was 11 o'clock game. You had Georgia playing the second game of their back to back, and boy, did it show. Um, playing against UNC, led by Vin Gargano, playing in the first game of their doubleheader. Uh, UNC wins this game 19 to 13. Uh, Low-scoring game. UNC held Georgia down for most of the game. Georgia scored a touchdown late to make the score look a little closer. Um, this Georgia team is not meant to play in two games in a yeah, day. Yeah, they're a little bit older. They are definitely <laughs> old an older squad. bunch. And they absolutely shot their load in the first half, in the first game. Which I'm not even mad about because they needed to. That was a that was a great quality win from them in that first game. But like you said, they shot their load in the first game. They came out second game. I think they scored kind of early in the second game, and then it was and then it was tough sledding offensively the rest of the day. UNC came in with a lot of energy, smelt the blood in the water, uh, and they took advantage of it. Yeah, was I, really I would have liked to have seen this as you know if it was just a, a straight up one game each. Oh, would have been it would have been would have a different story. I think. Um, Georgia would play better at least. Yeah, Georgia would play better at least, yes. Um you Vin Vin had the yeah, offense were, moving. Gassed. Yeah, um Vin had the offense moving. I thought uh who? Aaron Ford was very involved. Jabari had a few catches. Um I'm trying blanking on the guys on that team. Um Bowen played well in this game as well defensively. Um Douglas, Jodell had a couple had a sack, I believe. Uh, this is a good UNC team, especially with Vingargano playing quarterback. I like their team before Vin was there, and I like their team more I, now. Yeah, exactly. Um, if they can get their guys to show up, they only played with seven this week. I'd love to see them have it's, a full it's team. It's a for really once good squad. I, like you said, I think Jodell uh, is playing. He's at the top of his game. Uh, I, I like the way, you know always like the way Douglas plays. Um, Aaron Ford, I, I quick great player plays corner and line. And uh, made, made a lot of good a plays, lot of a lot of flexible yes. on the line. Super, super quick. I didn't think he was that quick, but you know, watching the game and yeah, he, I was very um, impressed with his speed. Second season in the league, he's really adapted to the style of, of play now, and I'm. Um, I think he's going to get even better. He's a really good offensive lineman. A lot of defensive linemen have told me that he is one of the better offensive linemen in this league. You don't always think that because he doesn't look like a natural line, but that kid is a he's a strong kid. Gives Vin a lot of time. Um, had to go up against Red a lot this week. Um, thought he did a very good job. Red, big guy. Red had a couple pass breakups at the line, but um, thought Aaron did a good job. I think that this UNC team is, 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 is if they can get a full team there, they're going to put themselves in a good position to pull an upset in a round one matchup if they're a lower seed. Uh, they got to three and three at the end of this game. They had to play in a second game that we'll talk about after this. Um, but I like where Vin's heading. Yeah. Vin, Vin, Vin leads a tight ship. Gets it going, gives his guys the opportunities, make plays down the field, gets the ball out fast when he needs to, runs when he needs to. Vin's uh, a vet. Yeah, uh, super high IQ on the football field. Yep. I don't know. I'm not gonna we say, say it all. We say yeah. it. Uh, yeah, yeah, obviously. Of course. We, we say it all the time. He's just one of the smartest guys on the field, one of yeah. the best athletes on the field whenever he steps on the field. So, um, listen, if he if he's playing for them, I like their chances in every game. In every game, yes. Um, not, that not that they can't lose, but like you like their chances. Yes, they'll compete um, with anyone. Okay, they win this game 19 to 13, improved to three and three on the season. Then they played against the six and zero Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Panthers, led by Nick Saroff and Liam Knowles and company. Um, this was a very good game. Pittsburgh wins this game 26 to 20, 13 to 13 game at halftime. A little shit talking going on in this game. Uh, the trenches were a very good battle. Griff Lutz showed up in this game for uh, UNC had a bunch of catches. Uh, UNC, this is again, man, Pitt just, they, they, Pitt will play whatever game you want to play. 
you want to play a game where the defenses are making stops and the offenses are struggling a little bit, we'll play that game. Last week against Miami. I mean, against Hawaii. Hawaii. Um, yeah. This week, offense early was good. Um, defense has kind of controlled the middle of the game, and then Pittsburgh kind of took it from the last 10 minutes, scored two touchdowns, and win the game 26-20. Um, Suroff and that team are good. They're good. Liam, Sobes. Uh, they didn't have Dariel so- in this game. Sobes makes such a Sobes difference. Sobes was the MVP of this game, and I'll tell you why. Uh Two two pass breakups, interception on defense. Offensively, two times he's about to get tackled, turns around, finds Liam for a pitch. Liam gets up the field one time, he scores. One time he gets another 10 yards and gets out of bounds. Sobe's one of the highest, um, high, I say it about a lot of players, but he has a very high IQ out there. He makes a lot of plays. He puts himself in a position to make a lot of plays. And the defense with him, Liam, and Dins on yeah. the, as the three like across yeah. is as good as you're going to see. Um, paired with Dariel in the back end, the young safety that they play, the young kid they play at safety, uh, missed this game, but um, they didn't miss a beat offense defensively. Yeah. I think they are a complete team, top to bottom. Surov extends that win streak to uh, another another I think seventeen or eighteen now. Um, Pitt improves to seven and zero. I didn't think UNC was like necessarily tired from the first game. Uh, Will Meany had a great day for North Carolina. Uh, Vin found him as a main target for him, and he scored three touchdowns on the day, I believe, uh, between the two games. A lot of catches, a lot of flag pulls. He was kind of really everywhere and doing a lot for them. I think it was kind of a breakout, uh, a breakout game for a breakout day, I'll say for him. Uh, we were, I, I te- and I texted Vin after the game. I said, "Will Meany, huh?" He said, "He said, damn, I wish." I, I said, "Damn, I wish we used him more, maybe on the Raiders." Um, he's a good player. Uh, he made a lot of plays, especially when they needed him to this week. Uh, they're still trying to get a full team there, and yeah, he made plays, and they were able to pull out a win, get, get lose second game, but win the first game. Uh, Pittsburgh's rolling. UNC also on the right path, I believe. Yeah, I got to give a lot of credit to Sobes. I, you know, there was a time where you know he played quarterback. He's one of the best quarterbacks in his league. Yep. Uh, and year in and year is like that. Then he had a couple of rough seasons where he just didn't play on the right team. Yep. And I kind of thought he lost interest in the league and he kind of like disappeared. Then he came back, he won comeback player of the year, didn't he? Yes. And then now he's playing at a level that, you know, he's... Well, now he's locked in again. Uh, College yeah, is he, over. He's above and beyond what he was and he's playing this on the defensive end. He's playing it on the offensive end. He's not even playing quarterback and he's playing this way. That's that's what that's impresses me the most. Yeah, I agree. He's having he's having another great season. Uh, he went from a, a fourth round pick to a second round pick, or fifth round pick to a second round pick this year. Um, yeah, he he definitely got a little disrespected in the draft on the summer. So yeah, he's, he's going in the second player. round is definitely a type <laughs> the type of spot he that's goes right, it's in. Steal for Pitt. Yeah. That's why they are where they are. Yep, one hundred percent. Pitt wins the game twenty six twenty. That does it for week six recap. Let's get into week seven preview. We have a lot of games. We got a lot of action. Um, let's start at nine o'clock. Five and one Cincinnati versus four and three Hawaii. Ooh. Um, Ooh. We just talked about how Hawaii likes to play the low scoring defensive battle. Cincinnati usually scores more than twenty five points. Um, what do you think happens in this game? See, I want I want to think that's gonna be a defensive game, but. I just I don't think uh, I I think IB is too good for that. I mean you say that against Oregon and you know they, they twenty struggle. yeah, yeah. twenty two tw- it was really twenty two twenty one the pick okay. six in the last they, play they, they struggle a little bit a little but, bit for sure but uh, no I, I think uh, I think it's gonna be tougher for that defense the Hawaii defense to contain IB than 
Then maybe then yeah, then Hawaii, then I beat control Hawaii. Right, right. Um, yeah, listen, I just mentioned on the recap how I wasn't really happy about how the Hawaii offense is looking, and in this game, I think you're probably gonna have to score more than twenty points to no, win I, if you're Hawaii. I I think <laughs> Hawaii's gonna have to keep this as a defensive game. Yes, if you because if it goes to a shootout, they might not survive. That. Yeah, Mikey's gonna have to do what he always does: limit possessions for IB, uh, run offensive clock, seven eight play drives, really make. Def- Cincinnati's defense earned their stops. Who plays, who plays the spy? For who Hawaii? plays the spy? Uh, their fastest player is Bartlett. That's what I, I was going to say that. But I think Mikey probably plays middle linebacker and tries to do his best to contain IB. He's one of the best flag players on his team, if not one of the top ones. Um, in the league. So I think Mikey's going to have to do a really good job of containing IB, keeping in the pocket. IB's coming off of probably one of his worst passing performances this season, I guess. But um, him on his feet is electric. I know he's got second in the league in uh, rushing touchdowns. Uh, I'm taking Cincinnati in this game to improve to 6-1. and one. Hawaii, if they're going to win, they got to play good de- They got to play great defense. Yeah, I kind of like – I would like Bartlett chasing uh, IB and have – But uh, has to be able to pull flag. Yeah, and I like Mikey – Playing in the secondary to limit the, uh, you know, the long ball. It's it, rather than the other way around. Not that I distrust Bartlett because yeah. I think Bartlett's playing having a great defensive year, but I just think he's faster and, and may, might be a better uh, fit to chase IB. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm gonna look for CJ to do some damage in this game. Yeah, uh, CJ's been playing. Yeah, great. Yeah, CJ's been playing really good. Um, I really like the connection with IB, and I think that he's definitely someone they're gonna have to look out for on the defensive side. All right, we're both. Oh, who you want? I want Cincinnati. Cincinnati, okay. Ooh, other nine o'clock game, also very good game. Nine o'clock slate's very good. You should try to get there early and watch Georgia versus Pitt. Ooh. Ooh. Um, first only game of the day for both teams. Oh, that's good. That's Georgia good. versus Pitt. Georgia coming off of a one and one day where I, we thought they looked very good, even though they took a loss in the second game. As for Pitt, uh. Been playing in a lot of close games lately. I think um, we might have picked Georgia going one on one last week, but opposite. But flipped the games yeah. probably, yep. yeah. Um in this game, I'm looking at two teams that Pitt has been playing these these uh these close games, really teetering with death, death equaling a loss. Um come out big on the last couple last plays against Hawaii at Heavenly two weeks ago. This week, close game throughout, kinda of pulled away late. Uh played a close game with me a few weeks prior. Um this Georgia team can score points. They're gonna they're gonna be good on the offensive line. Where uh, the Pitt, I'm not gonna say Pitt has struggled, but I know they're probably in the lower half in terms of sacks, uh, team sacks for the season. Um, they're gonna have to get to Leota because if Leota feels comfortable in the pocket and has time to throw, he has weapons that can make plays for him. Flott, Hines, Vin Orlando, Paul Carter. Um, I hope Georgia and Pitt both come with full teams this week. I want this to be a full. Um, I don't want to hear. Oh man, wish I had yeah. this guy. I just hope both teams show up. That's just all full I can hope team, for. Full squad, we'll see how. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna take Georgia to pull off the upset. I'm gonna take Georgia. I think they're playing well right now. Pittsburgh has been teetering with death. Liam's gonna, I know, I'm gonna see Liam at the field on Sunday around 8:30. He's gonna be giving me the death stare, not talking to me. He's gonna be pissed he picked against them. Um, I just think that you played enough close games, you're bound to lose one, and I think. Okay. And I'm just going to, listen, I'm going to roll the dice. Also, uh, in this note, Georgia's 4-4. Four and four. 
This is their last game of the season. They're going to have to sit the next week and make sure they make the playoffs because there's makeup games in week eight that have to happen because of all the bye weeks we've had throughout the season. So Georgia's going to be done with the season after this week. And if they're sitting at four and five, that does not guarantee them a playoff spot. So I think they're going to be hungry for a win. Listen, upsets happen. We are amateur football players. Upsets happen in the NFL where there are professional football players. I'm going to take Georgia. Yeah, they just beat Buffalo last week. So, listen, I'm going to take Georgia. I think they have the athletes to match Pittsburgh on both sides of the ball. Um, That's not to say that Liam isn't still the best player on the field, because he is still the best player on the field. Had another nine tackles last week. He's an absolute monster. Um, It's probably going to limit the short plays, because Liam is so good at pulling the flag immediately after that. They have three of the best flag pullers in the league, and Sobes, Dins, and... Uh, Liam, I'm not going to take that away, and I'm not going to stop talking about it because it's really what they got. Um, they're an elite defense, but I'm going to take Georgia in this game. Right. Georgia's an easy team to root for. I mean, yes, I very sit easy. There and I watch them, and I always pull for Joe. Uh, they, they are a fun team to watch, a bunch of good athletes. They played well, uh, played well together as a team. Uh, my problem this week is they run into uh, a really good secondary. Yes. Like we were just talking about they might be you know, the best secondary in the league. Uh, you got Dins back there with Liam and, um, and Dariel, Dins, yeah. Sobs, yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you played the triangle on Malik and that, and that worked for you. Uh, I mean, if you do the same, wait, we Liam, have, we have, we have, I have, I have, I have news on who is not right. showing up for Who's this not game. Showing up. Alex Hines is out this week with a full hammy. Just reported to me by, uh, <laughs> By oh, the oh, wait. Changed. oh wait, I forgot to mention. I'm sorry, I forgot to gas I forgot to gas up this injury. I was just at the softball field with Surov, and with two outs in the last inning, he throws the ball to first, immediately comes out of the game with arm numbness. Really? Right arm numbness. And, and listen, oh, I, I have UCL, no idea. Uh-oh. I I swear to God, I'm Kevin not Josh kidding. Allen. I am not kidding in any way, shape, or form. This actually did happen. I have no idea how Surov is feeling oh, right now, right. but that is definitely something to look for. I'm sure. not kidding. All right. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Peck went healthy. I'm still taking Georgia. I'm still taking Georgia. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Pitt. Okay. Like I said, I, that's a t- that's probably the toughest secondary. And if you're going to box, I mean, if you're going to triangle a player like, like uh, Liam, you got Sobs on the other side. You got. Uh, Dariel. Dariel on the other side. I mean, there's enough guys for the, you know, there's enough offense, enough balls to go around that offense. Yes, 100%. Uh, I love how Saroff game plans to get guys involved, Uh, especially Dariel. He's finding new ways each week to get him involved. uh, And just for an emergency, you know, situation where Saroff can't quarterback. Sobieski's oh yeah, no, no. I was screaming. I was screaming. It's Sobs get the wing loose at the field. So he wasn't there. Sobs the backup, and I have no. Didn't he win a game for the pit this year? He no, no, but he's thrown he's thrown passes though. Sarah's been in every game. Oh, oh it was it was uh, last season when yes, he played. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. He played a game. Okay, but you're, I, take, I, you're I'm taking pit. I'm taking pit. You're taking pit. I am rolling Street with continues. the upset pick of Georgia. Okay, uh, ten o'clock games. We got Baylor versus Minnesota. Me versus Augie. Mm. Always a great game. This year, teams are definitely in opposite spots. I'm sitting at one and five. Augie's sitting at five and one. This is probably the um, the farthest we've been from each other in the standings at the time of a matchup ever. ever. Uh, listen, I I know we have to win out. We haven't looked good this season, but we probably should be three and three. We've had two last play losses. Um, that's no excuse. I'm just losses, still losses. losses are still losses, but I I would feel worse about my team if we were getting blown out. We were playing bad defense. Listen, Tommy's team was the first team to score over 21 points against us all season this past week or two weeks ago when we played. We didn't play last week. Um, 
I just hope my team comes with energy and we're ready to go. We know that we have to win each game to make the playoffs, and that might not even guarantee us a spot. Um, <sighs> Baylor's a good team. Justin's been frying all season. Augie's been playing his best ball in a long time at quarterback. Rob Akani, Nick Sedano, Ace make a really good defense. Um, Claude, ninth-round pick, playing out of his mind. Rookie, uh, sleeper of the year type. Like the 18, 19-year-old? Yes, yeah, sleeper. No, I, sleeper the, the year I like type. him a lot. Yeah, he could be the difference in this game. Yeah, uh, I think if we're gonna, if my team's going to sh- win, we're going to have to play really well in the trenches, and we're going to have to just give me a little time to throw. I'm going to I, I'm have to make plays with my feet and probably avoid a lot of flagpoles. Um, we have to get it going. Rich, me, Mike, George, Morick. Caleb, we gotta like it's gotta it's gotta be us. Um, you're a good bunch of guys, but the problem is you just don't play well. Together. We're not gelling this season. I you can't you haven't say that with these you guys. Can't, you can't years. say that we made the playoffs every time we played together. This is the first time we're not good. Oh, okay. You can't say that. You cannot say but that. Been, that is a been, false it's narrative. It's been a steady decline every it, year. Okay, so together. it has been a steady decline. It went from it went from it went from second seed semifinals to. First, second seed championship game loss, then first round exit. Now this, I will agree, it has been a steady decline. But to say we don't gel together on the field is not a fair narrative. I hate to say your, your your team is dead and buried. You got we are not the, dead the and buried. Dirt, the dirt is already on the coffin. We are not dead and buried. We, I hate uh, to say it, but it's the truth. Listen, Augie, and, and it doesn't get time, any better no. when you play when you play no, Augie. It doesn't no. get better when That's you. That's not Augie. true. I'm four and two lifetime in Augie when we're both quarterbacks. So okay. I don't want to hear that either. Um, so. I think that every time me and Augie play outside of the one time that he smoked me in the playoffs like years back, um, it's a great game every that time. That's the sticks out in my mind. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well, guess what? Neither of us won the championship that season. Um, oh, you got there. Yeah, you don't, get a, you don't get a trophy for getting there, do you? Um, yeah, no, you don't. Anyway, I think every time me and Augie play, it is usually a great game. Usually one score usually comes down to the couple final plays. I'm not expecting anything different, even though they are much better than us in the standings right now, because I have the athletes that can match their athletes. We have like we have the athletes to match their athletes. It's just going to come down to if we can execute a little bit better on defense in the second half. Their defense is a lockup. They've been defense. They've been a defensive-minded team all year. Um, they make it very hard to score on you, especially in the red zone. Rob Reddington, another good corner on their team. Hope they have a full team this week. They haven't played with a full team in a couple weeks. I hope I have a full team this week. I also haven't played with a full team in a couple weeks. Um, obviously, I'm taking myself. I assume you're not taking me. No, you're done. All right, you're taking Baylor. Nice. Other 10 o'clock game, Florida versus Oregon. Both teams need this one. Florida 2-4, and four, Oregon 2-5. and five. Um... This is Florida's first game of the day, Oregon's only game of the day. I don't know how I feel about this game because Florida had a week off after a after a, a defeat two weeks ago, after that week where they had two, uh, two wins to kind of get their season back on track. Um, Oregon last week goes 1-1, one one, almost goes 2-0 and, oh and beats Cincinnati. You want to think that Trevor's going to do what needs to be done in this game to, to get the win. Uh, but Florida might be Florida's going to be just as hungry in this game. They know that they need this win. This is a game where you're playing someone who's right next to you in the standings. If you're going to make the playoffs, you're going to have to get this one. Their second game of the day is against May, who's also near them in the standings. So this is a huge day for Florida. The last time we saw Florida in a doubleheader against teams that were near them in the standings, they went two and zero. So what do you think? Uh, Trevor's got to come out, and make a statement. He's got to punch his team in the mouth early. Uh, that's what I need to see from him. That's what I need to see this team play with a lead. Don't play from behind. Don't play it close. Come out, punch him in the mouth. Uh, nothing against Florida. I'm just saying this is what Trevor has to do. Yes. Conversely, I mean, if Florida has to do the same thing, basically. 
Uh, get into his head early. Um, don't let him pull away with the game. And, you know, time and possession is key for you. I mean, that's how you're going to win. That's how you're going to beat Oregon. But uh, given the fact that I'm partial to veteran quarterbacks in this league, guys that know how to win in this league, I'm going to I'm gonna go with uh, Trevor and Oregon. Yeah, um, I think the key for Florida is minimizing the amount of negative plays they have or plays that go for like one or two yards. They got to consistently get yards on first down and consistently move the ball and get into third and manageable situations. Putting yourself in third and 15, third and 13, it's just not a good recipe for success. Um, their defense has been pretty good this year at times. They just have to do a little bit better job pulling flags and um, making stops and being disciplined on defense. Uh, Trevor plays the same brand of football he's always played. Get the ball fast, let his receivers make plays for him. thought he did a good job this past week, a little bit extending plays and using his feet a little more. Uh, I'd like to see more of that. I've been saying that for years, so hopefully eventually maybe he'll listen. Uh, I'm rolling with Oregon in this game. I think uh, that the better quarterback will come out on top. Okay. That's all I got for that one, really. All right, other games, 11 o'clock games, me versus Florida, Minnesota versus Florida. Um, if if both of these teams lose in their first game, this will just be really just a game for pride because both teams will – well, no, they would probably still be in it because they could get to four wins. I would be at a spot where I could only get to three wins, and that would basically put us out of the playoff picture. Um, but I have us winning the first game, so I'm going to say we go two and all in the day. Uh, if we lose to Florida, that would be really t- that would be that'd be a tough loss for us. Um, I think Florida got good athletes, but they haven't consistently been able to move the ball offensively all season. Dennis is really going to have to step up and make plays, especially with his feet. I've been saying it all season. Um, still has the lowest amount of rushing attempts in the league for quarterbacks. I'd like to see that change this week. Uh, he's an elite runner. Uh, don't feel like you need to do it all year on. Right? Like, am I right about? Like, I don't yeah, know. I feel like, no, no, feel you're like right, you're right, you're right. I feel like uh, I feel like defenses. I know that obviously they are planning for you to get the ball fast and run the ball, but be be the athlete you are, make plays, and uh, do what you got to do. I'm taking myself in this game. Obviously, you have Florida losing the first game. You have them going on two, or you got them winning one. I got them going on two. Okay. Uh, this game is gonna be just a pride game for you because I already yeah. picked you to lose. Yes, in your opinion. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, you don't want to go out like that. I hope your team doesn't want to go out like that. Um, again, better quarterback play wins it for me. So Yeah, listen, I think Dennis is going to have to show, that once again, because he did in the last doubleheader, he outplayed both quarterbacks He on that day. Um, he's going to have to do it again. Yeah, your team's, listen, your team's on life support. Yeah, I mean, team is, every listen, single down is important. Listen, I think if we're going to win this game, we have to win the first game because if, we, if we're if we in that, that second game... Let me game, know, you lose the first game, you're just going to be blah for this game? or I'm not going to be blah, but I can't control my team and how they're going to act about the game. I hope that they show the same energy that they... Listen, my friends definitely want to go out there and get wins, so I'm not going to expect anyone to just lay down and take an L in the second game, but we got to get... We gotta get I'm not looking at this game until I win the first game. Let's call it how it is. I'm more focused on the Baylor game right now and trying to make sure I secure that first victory and get my fucking season finally rolling in week seven. Um, I'm taking myself. You're also taking uh, Minnesota taking in this Minnesota. game. All right. You have but I've already thrown the flowers two. on your coffin after the first game. Yeah, so right. Sorry about that. Yeah, it happens. Can't have a great season every season. All right. Let's see. Uh, the other 11 o'clock game on the day is... Baylor in the second game of the day against LSU. LSU has to play doubleheaders Ooh, in both LSU. of LSU has played doubleheaders in, in uh, each of the last yeah. two weeks. I did not see them last week. Last t- last time we saw them was at Heavenly Farms when they beat USF. Uh, I want to say twenty four to twelve. Um, listen, LSU is an anomaly right now. 
in terms of haven't had a full team all season, have played with subs in every game this season, but find themselves at three and two with four games to go in the last with two weeks. Good players. On they have team. good players. Um, Keanu, Swag, Jordamayo, new player Dustin. Uh, they. Um, Matt Mascara is a good two-way player, playing good quarterback, getting the ball out fast. They have a really good line. Kenny Tindall, Kenny Tindall also playing on the offensive line. I like this LSU team, and I think they could potentially take advantage of Baylor playing the second game back-to-back, especially if, um, especially if Baylor Minnesota is a is like a, a close a closely contested game where it comes down to the last call of plays. LSU might be able to jump on Baylor in this game. I'm going to take LSU in this game. I'm going to take Baylor to go one and one in the day. I. I'm picking upsets this week. I think this is a week where uh, things could go wrong for the top seeds. Love the LSU squad. Me too. Um, but now, like now, they have Dustin. I, I like to see more of them playing together as a unit. Correct. Um, I'm going with Baylor. They've been playing together, and it's a good defensive team. It's probably Mr. great defensive team. Yeah, it's going to be his toughest challenge uh, so far this year. Yes, a hundred percent. Mascara has looked decent, has, has looked pretty good when he plays. He looked very good last yeah. week. Uh, I mean, he was. He calls done. a good game. He calls yeah, a good he calls, very good game, yeah. very good play calling. Throws dots. Uh, I like the way he plays. Uh, I like the whole squad. I love their line. Uh, my man Swags, my all time favorite players. Yeah. Uh, Joe DeMeo, another all time. Yeah. I love these guys. Uh, I just think that, uh, you know. I, you know, it's a show-me game. Go out there and show me what you can do against an elite team. Yeah, they're sitting at 3-2, and two, middle of the standings. This is going to be a big two games. And as Like I said, they have to play doubleheaders on each of the last two weeks of the season. So uh, two weeks is really going to define if they how, the, how their season goes. They go 1-1 one and one each week. You'll find yourself in the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to take LSU with an upset. You're taking Baylor taking to Baylor. roll and go 2-0 and oh today or on Sunday. All right, 12 o'clock at Ames. We'll talk about LSU first. LSU playing in the second game back-to-back against West Virginia. Tough day for tough day for LSU, but wow. when you take this many bye weeks in the season, you don't get you don't get very many uh, favors on the scheduling. So um, West Virginia coming off of a loss to Georgia last week, set at four and three. LSU, um, in my predictions, will be four and two, and your predictions will be three and three. Um, I think West Virginia, if they can finally get their full team to show up, and they got all their guys, they're missing. Uh, they're missing Johnny Samarco uh, last week, um, Don Maselli as well. Uh, I hope that West Virginia has a full squad. I hope LSU is a full squad because they're going to need it for a doubleheader. Um, I know I have LSU winning the first game, but I I can't see them beating both Baylor and West Virginia on this day. If they do that, though, then they are putting the league on notice that they are ready to come and potentially win a championship. Um, I'm taking West Virginia in this game. I think the Tommy firepower with Malik will get right back on track. They're looking like the potential MVP Opoi 1-2 right now. Um, their stats are through the roof. They had a, a rougher, not a rough week last week, just not their best week last week. I'm expecting that to get back on track. I think Dexter opens up the offense a little bit more. If they have their full line there and they're able to protect Tommy, this is a tough offense to stop. LSU playing the second game of a doubleheader. I think West Virginia plays pretty good defense, and they'll be able to uh, hold Mascara as they have fast D-linemen and strong D-linemen. So I'm going to take West Virginia in this game. Yeah, West Virginia, uh, it, it's tough Same for them home. to be seeing. Yeah, losing two games in a row. It's their only game of the day coming, playing against a team, playing second game of a doubleheader going for uh, a really good team that they're playing. Uh I like to see Tommy get the ball to Dexter a little bit more. Try some run plays, get him some quick screens, get him out there. He's dynamic in the open field. Yeah, maybe run the uh, the Tim Howard screen with Dan Dexter with, yeah, Austin, with yeah. Austin behind it. I mean, Austin uh, get out there quick and, and you know. Or Austin in front of it, I should say. Dan will he'll, he'll do the work for you in the open field if you get him the ball. Correct. 
Uh, Malik will go back to being his usual great self again. Uh, it's a, it's it's an offense that rolls. Um, I have to keep rolling. I think. Yeah, I, it might it might be a tough, tough it might be tough sledding for uh, for LSU. Like I said, two really tough games today. Yeah. And if you're asking me that offensively, they're they're facing a, a, a better offensive team in the second half, in the second, second game, game on the first game. Yes, I think I think West Virginia's offense has definitely been more fi- had more firepower than Baylor's this season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, but Baylor plays elite defense. Yeah. So listen, I'm I, take, I'm sorry, LSU. Yeah, it's tough. You got uh, going zero and two. They'll yeah, be a three and four. Too, yeah. So you got them at three and four, going one and one in the day. I have them at. I know you have zero and two in the day. I have them at one and one in the day, getting to four and three, which will put them in great position for the last week of the season. Right, usually, be hoping they lose if you can get the three. Yes, I am hoping that LSU goes winless on the day for sure. Um, no, no, wait. Actually, I don't know what I want because you need. I need the top teams to win, but yeah, I guess I need them to yeah, win. Yeah, the top team. Yeah, Bale's he's a top four team. and three. Yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. I need also LSU to go into the bottom teams. Definitely need LSU to lose. Um, but I like the LSU team. I think they're good. Um, I, I think they're very good. Oh, and two, not that good though. Yeah, no, no. But like I said, I, I haven't. Know. If they played with this squad from game one and played every week, and every then week, yeah, I, I think they'd be a lot better. Yeah, I think that we, I also maybe, yeah, we think we would think high, more highly, more highly. Yes, yes, correct, correct. Yes. They could still be that good. We just don't know it yet. Exactly. All right, which is weird because we're in week seven, right? Um, all right. Well, hopefully they have a, f- a full team the rest of the season because I'd love to see what it looks like when they're all there. All right. Uh, last game of the day, twelve o'clock. USF playing in the final game of their season, zero and eight right now, playing against UNC, who is three and four. UNC needs the win. UNC needs to win a lot more than USF does. USF is going out there and just going to go ball. Um, Remy said something in the group chat about how he's, he doesn't care if they're zero and eight. He's still going to go out there this week and still try to get their first win of the season. Definitely spirit still high over there. The guys are athletes. I know they want to go out there and play hard. Um, Remy can play on my team any day. Yeah, Remy could play on my team as well. Great flag puller, great, great guy to have. Um, but I just don't think USF is going to win this game. I think UNC has Vin Gargano and Nick Douglas and Steve Bullen and the newfound Will Meany. Um, I think they're a good team, more complete team than USF, and they just look better throughout the season. Obviously, they have three wins, um, and I think they get their fourth one of the day, fourth one of the year to get to four and four, uh, put themselves in a prime spot to get to five wins and make the playoffs. Yeah. What do you think? We were just talking about how UNC can play with anyone because they got Vin. Correct. Uh, they can play with the elite teams. Uh, unfortunately, USF is not there yet where they can play with the elite teams. So, yeah. Uh, again, listen, it's hard to pick USF right now. They haven't looked good enough offensively and giving you faith they're going to be able to score more points than their opponent. Yeah. They play good defense, though. They, they do both play good defense. Uh, listen, there are a lot of great athletes on that team, and yep. it's just. Maybe it's not the right situation for them as a team, as a whole. Yes. Individually, you put a lot of those players on yeah. other teams, and they're starring. That's what they're I said. They're showcasing yep. their talent. I said that earlier in the, in the, uh, during the recap. For some reason, it's just it's not working with, with this particular team yep. as a whole. I agree. Uh, we both have UNC on the day. Not much of a preview there. Just think the UNC kind of rolls in this game. But USF plays good defense. Maybe they keep it close. And like I said, they were down one with the ball against Hawaii in the second game of a doubleheader before they – Kind of not collapsed, but they didn't get didn't score, and then Hawaii came down and took and took care of business. But um, USF has fought in a lot of games this season, just haven't been able to come out on top. All right, that does it for the week seven preview. Let's go to a uh, quick power rankings. We'll just talk through. I'm gonna talk. We'll talk through it on the pod. We'll we'll uh, we'll be open on how we feel about these teams right now. Okay, I'm gonna go through the standings with you, and we'll see how we feel. So standings: Pittsburgh, obviously the number one team in the league, seven and zero, have beaten everyone they've played against. Uh, we have them as the number one team, correct? Yes, we do. Okay. Then your ne- your two next teams are two five and one teams Cincinnati five and one Baylor five and one Cincinnati beat Baylor uh, so, heads up 
That's why we're giving them the number yeah, two. Yeah, Cincinnati spot. has won. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati number two, Baylor number three. Now you have four win teams West Virginia, four and three, Hawaii, four and three, Georgia, four and four. Ooh. Georgia beat West Virginia yeah. this past week. Hawaii uh, beat Georgia. Georgia, but did not play West Virginia. What's your thoughts on that? I'm going West Virginia. You think so? West Virginia is still the fourth best team in the yeah, league. Yeah, sorry, Georgia. I mean, yeah. Okay. Taking into account, had you beaten Hawaii, would have had you there. But, you know, all okay, things so being equal, I'm going to go with the best offense on this case, and I'm going West Virginia. Okay. I'll agree to that. Now, who do you have? Hawaii, Georgia? Because you basically just threw head to head out the window. So I can't have you say head to head is the reason why Hawaii would be out of Georgia here. Well, look, we got four, four losses for. Uh, four and three, four and four. So, I mean, they just played more games. I'm, I'm still going Hawaii. Hawaii, all right. Hawaii, five. Georgia, six. Now, your three-win teams, LSU, three and two, UNC, three and four. Are you have it in that order, or you have UNC sorry, added? It, it's just UNC and LSU. Yes, UNC. You have UNC, seven, and then LSU, eight. Yes. And uh, then here are the two-win teams, Florida and Oregon. We, we both picked Oregon, so I believe Oregon would be ranked ahead of Florida in our power rankings. Then it's me, and then it's your Florida with two wins, me with one win, USF with zero wins. Yeah, yeah, it's it's in that order. <laughs> it's Florida, you and uh, as of right now, it is. Hopefully, if we beat Florida, that'll change a little yeah, bit. So, so maybe uh, you move up to yeah, what, maybe nine? We, yeah, <laughs> if we beat Baylor, maybe move into the, the maybe move into better position. So uh, uh, yeah. those are our power rankings, mostly really with in line with the standings right now. I think the standings are kind of how I see the league basically. I know UNC beat Georgia, but um, we could rank UNC ahead of Georgia. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's push them off. UNC to six, Georgia to seven. Georgia, Georgia, gets, gonna hate me for this Georgia gets no love for their winning against West Virginia, but gets hate for their Who loss. Who are their losses against? Georgia. All right, I'll, rem- I'll try to go through this quickly. Georgia lost to Baylor, okay. Hawaii, LSU, UNC. So all teams with winning records outside of UNC. And they UNC ba- and they, lost to... And they barely beat Florida, right? They barely beat Florida, no, Georgia. Like yes, game. yes, it was a last-second play. Yeah, yeah. After a hot start. All right, you got Georgia. I think you got Georgia at seven and LSU eight and UNC six. That's how I think you got it right now. Yeah, yeah, probably. All right. Uh, Georgia's not going to be happy. I think Georgia's better than seven, but I'm not sure how. I'm a big fan of Georgia. I'm not lying about that. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear about what they're talking to you at the field. All right. (laughs) They're going to kill me. They're going to roast me. Yep. Uh, Well, with all that being said, thank you for listening. 50 minutes almost on the dot. Um, Going to be another great week of football. We are back at Sayreville High School, 9-1 to one, with a full slate of games. I am very excited to get back out there and play, as I imagine a lot a of you are. Make or break week. Make or break week for a lot of teams this season, especially the teams like Oregon, Florida, Minnesota, and we'll say LSU because all those teams well, play double you headers. College teams, can you stay away from the Midwest? Can we start getting some? You want me to stay? Like me? Yeah. Personally? Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. Team's like... Minnesota, Wyoming. Sure. Well, all right. we have to remember. You have to remember, though. If I have a high draft pick, I end up with the, uh, the one of the last picks for jersey color. So that sometimes takes into consideration. Like there weren't many well, colors. Minnesota's left. a great jersey color. No, but there, but there's no colors left by the time I'm picking. You, you, you could have won USC. It's so it's it's kind of maroon. It's a good, the same thing. USC's not maroon. USC's red. No, USC red. is red and yellow. No, no. Okay. Ohio State is red. USC is maroon. Okay, okay, now ready? If you're listening to this and I'm going to post it on, I'm going to post it, I'm going to post it on the Instagram. We're going to do a vote. What? Is USC red or maroon? All right, t- look at the two colors of the jerseys. You're telling me Ohio State has the same color jerseys as USC. Have a good night, everybody. Peace.